Good morning and welcome back to the Gospel Get Up, the podcast aimed at getting you in the Word with readings from the Daily Lectionary before sending you on your way to go about your day in the peace and joy of the Lord. This morning's readings take us into the last half of Isaiah chapter 28, and in the New Testament we finish 1 John with chapter 5, and we'll also read 2nd and 3rd John. The readings for this morning are set to an order for prime. So without further ado, let's get into it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hasten to save me, O God. O Lord, come quickly to help me. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. God says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. And we pray. Almighty God, you divide the day from the night. Drive far from us all wrong desires. Incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet in the way of peace. And having done your will with cheerfulness while it is day, grant that when evening comes, we may rejoice in giving you thanks. Amen. The Old Testament reading, once again, is in Isaiah chapter 28, beginning at verse 14. So now, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, who rule this people in Jerusalem. You said, we have made a covenant with death, an agreement with the grave. When the punishing whip comes, it will not touch us, for we have made lies our refuge, and we have hidden ourselves behind falsehood. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. Look, I am laying a stone in Zion as a foundation, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone to provide a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be put to shame. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. A hailstorm will sweep away the refuge of lies, and floodwaters will wash away your shelter. Your covenant with death will be canceled, and your agreement with the grave will not stand. When the punishing whip comes, you will be beaten down by it. Every time it comes, it will carry you away. It could come any morning, any day, any night. If you understand this message, you will be utterly terrified. The bed is too short to lie on, and the blanket is too narrow to cover you. For the Lord will rise up as he did on Mount Perizim. He will be enraged as he was in the valley of Gibeon to do his work, his strange work, and to accomplish his task, his foreign task. Now stop your scornful attitude, or your chains will be made stronger, because I have heard a decree of destruction from the Lord, the Lord of armies, against the whole earth. Listen, hear my voice, pay attention to what I say. Does the plowman keep plowing all day in order to plant? Does he keep tilling the soil and turning over the dirt? When he has leveled the surface, doesn't he plant the dill and scatter the cumin seed? He plants the wheat in one place, barley in another field, and spelt along the edge. His God instructs him and teaches him good judgment. Of course he does not thresh the dill with a threshing sledge, nor does he roll the wheel of a cart over the cumin. 
No, he beats the dill with a stick and strikes the cumin with a staff. Flour for bread needs to be ground, so he does not thresh endlessly. He drives the wheels of his threshing cart over it and even his team of horses, but he does not pulverize it. This also springs forth from the Lord of Armies. He gives amazing advice. He provides great guidance. This is the word of the Lord. Our New Testament reading begins at the end of 1 John with chapter 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the God who has given birth also loves one who has been born of him. This is how we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commands. In fact, this is love for God, that we keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, because everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by the water alone, but by the water and by the blood. The Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. In fact, there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three are one. If we accept the testimony of people, God's testimony is even greater, because it is the testimony that God gave about his Son. The one who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in him. But the one who does not believe has made God out to be a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God gave about his Son. This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. The one who has the Son has life. The one who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence that we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we also know that we receive the things we have asked from him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin that does not result in death, he will ask, and God will give life to those who commit sin that does not result in death. There is sin that results in death. I am not saying that he should ask about that. All unrighteousness is sin, but there is sin that does not result in death. We know that anyone who has been born of God does not go on sinning. But the one who was born of God protects him, and the evil one cannot take hold of him. We know that we are from God, and that the whole world lies in the grip of the evil one. We know that the Son of God has come, and has given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, guard yourselves from idols. Here ends 1 John. We now read 2 John. The elder, to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, not only I, but also everyone who knows the truth, because of the truth that remains in us and will be with us forever. 
grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. I was overjoyed to find out that some of your children are walking in the truth in keeping with the command we received from the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing a new command to you, but the one we have had from the beginning. Let us love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commands. This is the command, just as you have heard from the beginning, keep on walking in it. Many deceivers who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. Watch yourselves so that you do not lose what we have labored for, but receive a full reward. Anyone who goes on ahead and does not remain in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who remains in this teaching has both the Father and the Son. If someone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house. Do not even wish him well, for the one who wishes him well shares in his wicked works. I have many things to write to you, but I did not want to do it with paper and ink. I hope instead to be with you and speak to you face to face so that our joy may be made complete. The children of your chosen sister greet you. This is the end of 2 John. We now read 3 John. The Elder, to dear Gaius, whom I love in the truth, dear friend, I pray that you are doing well in every way and have good health, just as your soul is doing well. Indeed, I was overjoyed when brothers came and testified to your truthfulness, because you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than when I hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, you are being faithful in what you are doing for the brothers, even though they are strangers. They have testified before the church about your love. You will do well to send them off in a manner worthy of God. They went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we have an obligation to support such men, so that we may be co-workers for the truth. I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first, does not welcome us. For this reason, if I do come, I will call attention to what he is doing. He is disparaging us with wicked words, and he is not content with that. He also refuses to welcome the brothers. He even hinders and puts out of the church those who wish to welcome them. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does what is good is from God. The one who does what is evil has not seen God. Demetrius has been endorsed by everyone, even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have many things to write you, but I do not want to do it with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will speak face to face. Peace to you. Your friends here send their greetings to you. Greet our friends there by name. This is the word of the Lord. We now confess the Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. 
The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray that you would so guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And now for the good news that never gets old, the news that Jesus is your Savior, who lived, died, and rose again so that all your sins have been forgiven. That's the gospel. Now get up and go and live to God's glory and for the benefit of your neighbor. Peace.